What's going on today? Hope the day is treating you well. Wanted to let you know the podcast is proudly brought to you by Muskoka Spray Foam Insulation. If you need your home spray foamed, be sure to check out msfi.ca today. Drew and the crew over at Muskoka are waiting for you to help you with your spray foam needs. Be sure to check out msfi.ca today. We're also proudly brought to you by Boone Contracting. They pride themselves on excellent customer service and quality workmanship. They specialize in every aspect of contracting, residential or commercial, from complete custom renovations, decks, fencing and more. Be sure to check out boonecontracting.ca. Are you ready to go offside? Because it's Offside Hockey Talk with your host, James Roberts. I'm very excited to be joined by today, Tori Sullivan of the Boston Pride. Tori, how are you doing today? Good, how are you, James? Oh, not too bad at all. Very excited to have you on. How's everything going in your neck of the woods? Everything's good up there? Everybody's good with the COVID stuff? Oh, yeah. Yeah, everyone's good. Um, pretty bored. <laughs> But, no, we're all doing well. How's well, it up there? Uh, it's not too bad here in Nova Scotia. You know, everybody's doing the same thing, locked down, and then just trying to figure out when everything's going to lift. That's what we're all waiting for. <laughs> so, for know, you... ours just got pushed back. Yours got pushed back to when? Um, end of, uh, end of the month. I know ours is, is still on the end of the month. They only opened up... I guess walking past and some parks to walk through. That's about all they gave us. Ah, oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, so we're pretty ratcheted down here. But that's the good thing, though, with all this stuff and free time. There's a lot of people around to talk to and talk sports. And luckily, I get to sit down and talk to you today, fresh off the uh, NWHL draft. Everybody's talking about the league. So it's great to have some people on and just give it a little bit more exposure. And your name came up. Uh, Chris Mancuso actually uh, does the SESH podcast. He said, you know, Boston Pride players would love to come on, so I'm lucky enough to reach out. Yeah, thanks so much. I really appreciate that. No, not a worry. So for yourself, I ask everybody this question. What got you into hockey, and what makes it basically the heartbeat of your life? Uh, so um, I actually almost didn't play. Um, my mom kind of convinced me to. Um, I pretty much did everything that my, my brother did growing up, uh, that typical boy um i have an older brother his name's james as well too um <laughs> and uh yeah so she was signing my brother up and she was like do you want to play do you want to play and i was like no no and then we were walking out and she was like are you sure and i was like okay yeah fine yeah i'll play and um so me and him kind of we kind of just went at it on, on the ice with each other um even just getting dressed, like, we would have just competitions all the time. Um, and I don't know, we just, we both just loved playing and uh, loved the community. Um, had so much fun. And um, I actually played a ton of sports growing up. Um, I loved playing basketball. I actually thought I was going to play basketball in college. Um, that was a interesting phase of my life um, when my mom literally was like, you're not tall enough to play But, um, yeah, so uh, I think one thing about hockey was that uh, the community and like, the team camaraderie was just so much different than any other sport that I was playing. And I just, I just loved, fell in love with the game. And, um, you know, 
found out there was an opportunity to play in college, and um, I guess I just went from there. Um, made it a goal of mine to um, to get a scholarship and play Division One college, and now at the NHL or at WHL level, um, we're lucky to have this uh, opportunity to play uh, pro hockey now, which is which is awesome because um, obviously we didn't have that uh, in the past. Well, we'll, uh, we'll touch on the college career and obviously the NWHL in just a moment, but for yourself, growing up, who did you aspire to play like? I mean, there's lots of players out there to aspire to be. I'm wondering, who did you model your game after, and who are you always checking up to see who was doing what? Oh, gosh. Um, yeah, there's so many good players. Um, I'm a huge Wings fan, though. I can't, can't um, deny that. Uh, we... Uh, Gosh, you know they they were so good. Now we're kind of struggling, but um, I'm trying to think who we who we actually watched. Um, Scott Duke a lot. Uh, Steve Eisenman was huge for us. Sutterberg um, during my time. Gosh, um, I would say those are primarily the players that. Uh, we, like my brother and I, really looked up to. Um, I think right now, I would say I love Mitch Marner right now. I don't know why. I just think he's, he's so crafty. I love watching his highlights. <laughs> I think I watch hockey way more now than I do when I was younger, for sure. Well, I mean, Mitch Marner is nothing to, to shake a stick at. I mean, the creativity, obviously, we're a Leaf-centric podcast, but watching the things that he can do is just absolutely bonkers. And the trick stuff he does off the ice, you know, when he's practicing or whatever, bouncing off trampolines and stuff and still batting the puck out of the air and just, just the hand-eye coordination. That definitely be something to watch. And then, of course, Pavel Datsuk. I mean, who hasn't, you know done the Datsuki and Deke or the Datsuki and move, you know, when they're playing with their friends or just practicing. So, yeah, those moves are amazing. Mm-hmm. Now, for you... Fun to watch. Oh, yeah, definitely fun to watch. Now, for you, um, you know, going to college, was that something you had your heart set on, like you wanted to go to college, and you said you were thinking about basketball, but you got into hockey, and obviously you started out in Boston College. Was that where you wanted to be, or was there someone else that was calling? No, yeah, but, uh, BC was, um, I've always wanted to go there since I, gosh, um, since pretty much when I found out that they had a program and, you know, I could potentially play uh, college hockey. Um, I have family out in Boston, so um, one time we went out, just visited the school, um, and I just loved it. I think I was in... Uh, eighth grade or seventh grade so a little bit before the recruiting process so then since then i i was like okay yeah i i'm i'm gonna go here um and yeah so i actually i did look at northeastern too uh but i just love the the campus um have you ever been to bc i haven't Uh, to be honest with you I'm not a very uh, well-traveled person as of yet. <laughs> I've been to, uh, obviously, all around Canada, and I've been to uh, Tampa, Florida. That's about the extent of my travel so far. Yeah, you got to come to Boston at some point. It's a great city. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. you know, if the Leafs ever play Boston again, I might have to make it down for a Boston game and then reach out. 
school they always say that you should have something to fall back on and a lot of guys and gals do what were you studying in school um so at bc i was studying um bio um and human development with applied psych and then so actually when i went to northeastern they had a major that was like combined so um i just graduated this spring uh and I have a degree in behavioral neuroscience. Well, congratulations. Thank you very much. Well, you know, going to Boston College, you look through the stat line, and for you, um, you know, through BC, you were a plus player. The only time you had any negatives was your redshirt year. Can you explain to everybody what uh, redshirting is, just for people who don't know? Oh, yeah. Um, so, in my case, I medical redshirted, which means... Um, that I just took the year off, um, didn't play, um, and kept a year of eligibility. Uh, so uh, pretty much just uh, that year I actually took the entire year off. I um, didn't play or go to school. I was just home um, kind of figuring some things out. But, um, yeah, that's pretty much what a retro is, just take the year off. Um, a lot of times people just stay Now, for you, what was the uh, deciding factor to go over to Northeastern? Well, I, uh, I kind of, I kind of, uh, I wasn't really that happy, to be honest. Um, kind of lost the passion for the game. Um, you know, I, I loved the school. It was, it was great. It just, it just wasn't, I think, what I thought it was going to be. Um, and so I, I just, need to kind of refresh things and um and northeastern uh was was great uh the coach coach dave flint over there he um he's, he's awesome so i and i want to stay in boston so i you know i reached out to him and i was lucky enough to get uh, an opportunity to play there and uh the people are amazing there it's, it's uh i think that was like the one difference was I think all around the people just care so much um, and not just about hockey, uh, which is which is awesome. Now for you, obviously playing through college and then getting ready to, you know, resume your pro career um, with Boston, did that come as you're getting, you know, drafted and everything like that? Or did you have a an inkling where you wanted to play if you got to the NWHL? Yeah, so... Last year was kind of weird with the whole boycott thing, so they didn't have the draft, I don't believe. But, um, yeah, so after um, my college career, I was thinking about it, um, but I wasn't sure where I was going to be, um, or I wasn't sure if, you know, the league was going to continue, I guess. Um, I still had a year at Northeastern because uh, or a five-year program um, and so when you know I asked my coach I said hey um, 
I think I might want to play next year. Um, do you think that I could talk to the Boston Pride coach? Because, you know, I'm, I'll be in school, so if I'm playing, the only team I could play for was Boston, of course. Um, and I think it's the only team I would want to play for, if I'm being <laughs> honest. Um, but, yeah, so they reached out and um, got in touch with uh, Coach Paul Morrow and um, gave me an opportunity, uh, which I did not think twice about. I was like, absolutely, I'm totally in. <laughs> well, you talked just for a second. We'll talk about the, the Boston Pride and the team itself in just a moment. You talked just about the boycott there. Did that ever cross your mind to, to not join the NWHL, or was it something you, your heart was set on and you were going to do it and see where the cards fall after that? Yeah, no, not really. I, I, I pretty much knew that I wanted to play. Um, I think I just, I wanted to, um, I was in school and it just, it was going to work out really well for me, um, personally. And I also think that it, it was kind of what's best for, um, I think hockey right now. I think we needed to keep fighting and needed to keep playing and, and, and growing the sport in that way. So I um, I kind of was set on where I stood with that um, from where women's hockey was at, and um, and then also it just it just worked with my um, schedule. So. No, definitely. Well, I mean, there was tons of momentum. I mean, this year you had the, the women's game at the NHL All-Star Game. It was the most talked about event. Everybody was really into it, really excited. And then, of course, we have the NWHL draft with all the celebrities and different uh, past players and people like Stephanie McMahon and even Steve Dangle on the media side. A bunch of named people, you know, joining up and, and, you know, making it bigger and making it better. I'm wondering for you, before we jump into the Boston Pride, um, what does Tori Sullivan think that needs to be done to help grow the NWHL and um, make it more uh, more visible in the public eye? Um, I think um, exposure. So it's been awesome that um, you know we've had the, the girls play in the All Star and um, have kind of been a part of the uh, gotten more recognition from the NHL and whatnot. Um, and then also, yeah, the, the draft was great this year um, and how we kind of included people from um, across the board there. Um, yeah, I think exposure and just, you know, seeing uh, how we can make women's ice hockey more appealing to people, if you know what I mean. Because, you know, bringing more eyes is obviously what's going to, um, in the long run, grow uh, the sport. You know, the more people know about it, um, and find it like awesome, <laughs> which I hope people do. Um, the more people you know will want to play or will want to go to games um, and stuff like that. Well, the game already speaks for itself. It's absolutely amazing. I think it just is the onus is on the broadcasters to pick it up and put it in the public eye. Mm-hmm. I mean, Twitch is doing a great job, but it just takes more more pushing and more people to to put it out there and make sure that everybody knows about it. And, you know, I think the games are great. My daughter, who's seven, is absolutely jacked up. She's all pumped that I'm talking to you. And I just talked to Carly Jackson, who just got drafted by the Buttes. 
So, I mean, it's absolutely amazing what is happening, and it needs to grow at a rapid rate. I'm very happy to see Toronto get a franchise. That'll put a little bit more eyeballs on it. And, I mean, you look at the Boston Bruins and what they did with the Boston Pride during the draft and just, you know, Uh the little emojis and just interacting and putting more eyes on it and just, you know, having the fan bases interact with one another works really well. And, you know, a lot of these teams have another team already in their neck of the woods, whether it be Toronto with the Maple Leafs, you know, the Pride with the Bruins, uh, Minnesota with the Wild. You know, there's all these different ways that you can help promote and grow the game. I just hope that the NHL and others start not just dipping their toe in, but firmly planting their foot on the ground and making sure this grows into something that's not only sustainable, but amazing. Oh, absolutely. And I think that's, that's actually awesome. The great step uh, with Toronto coming in. Um, it's a great city, obviously. Um, and there's already been so many great players that have signed. So it's going to be um, a lot a lot of good competition in the NWHL next year, definitely. Well, for yourself, when you're coming to the Boston Pride, um, who was a player that was on the team that you were looking forward to playing with? Oh, gosh. Um, so, c- coming into the, uh, the NWHL, I actually knew um, quite a good amount of players that were on the team just from playing with them or against them. Um, the one player I did not know, though, is, is Jillian Dempsey. And, you know, I'm, I'm so grateful to, to be teammates and friends with her. She's I think she's the one player that I'm. I was like, okay, I, I heard great things about her, and, um, you know, she definitely exceeded my expectations as a, as a captain player and, and friend. So, now she, I think she's one that um, a lot of us look up to, definitely. Well, and I'll ask on the other side of the coin. Obviously, playing for the Boston Pride. Who was the player or team that you were looking forward to getting up against and raising your game to? I know um, other people have named some players. I'm wondering if you have some yourself. Uh, not really. Um, I think just you know, going into each game or any competition, um, I kind of just focus on you know just competing against the whole the team as a whole. I don't really. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't really, um, you know, you know, when people talk about rivals or stuff like that, I just, I mean, I guess in a way, like, everyone's here to compete, and that's pretty much how I look at it. <laughs> I don't really have, uh, um, I think every player in the league is great, so, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's my take on it. No, no worries. Well, I know that now with Toronto having a franchise, there's already a built-in rivalry with Boston, so the fan bases may uh, start going out one another just a little bit to amp it up, and maybe that might translate <laughs> to the ice a little bit as well, but it's yeah, definitely yeah, going to be exciting. Yeah, yeah. Toronto, Minnesota, definitely um, our two teams that uh, where the fans definitely go at it. I know our team, if you ask our team as a whole, um, they would say probably Minnesota, Toronto as well. Um, just because they uh, have some great, great players, you know, in, in Minnesota. You know, they recently just won the World Cup. So, um, yeah, um, we'll see if that changes for me. But 
I think as the league grows and gets bigger and there's more teams and uh, more, you know, battles and rivalries and things that are set up, I think that uh, it'll only be natural to have some, some heated rivalries. But right now, you're right, where the league is a little bit smaller, it's a little bit harder when you're trying to get something off the ground and making sure that it's a great product. I mean, you're just all in there to, to make sure it's a good game, and you guys are definitely doing a real good job of that, I can tell you. You know, it was my first year, too. Um, a lot of the girls on the team, um, the older girls, you know, they'll say, oh, I hate, I hate the Reds or uh, <laughs> Buffalo. It's, like, so nice. So I think, like, maybe, too, like, the longer I get, I, I'm in the league, uh, the more, uh, you know, I'll start to... Get a little older and crankier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Tori, i got to ask. So, per se, you, you score a big goal. Um, a lot of guys and gals have their own goal song. If you had to choose one to play every time you scored, what would be your song? Oh my gosh, that's hard. <laughs> um, man, you know, that's something that I've really never thought about. Um, you know, I think I'm a big EDM fan, and I think if I would have to choose a song, it would have to be one of my... So my brother is actually a a music producer, so I'd probably have to choose one of his um, <laughs> just to support, support, just to support the fam. Um, but if, not, if it wasn't his song, it, you know, it'd be like any sort of, you know, hype, like EDM song um, that gets the crowd going. <laughs> <laughs> that is absolutely awesome. Well, with everything going on with COVID-19 and everything being shut down, I'm wondering, I asked Carly Jackson this, how are you keeping yourself mentally sharp and physically ready for when the league starts up and everything gets rolling? Yeah, um, so I, you know, I, I'm still doing workouts and um, not necessarily, you know, weighted or um, low weight, I guess. So I'm still doing some, some workouts and shooting and sit channeling and um, just working on little skills that, that I can work on. And um, I think actually right now, uh, Personally, I think it's I think it's great for me to just you know, be off the ice for a little bit. Um, I think you know to refresh my legs up a bit and kind of give me more of an edge um, when we get back to playing. Um, yeah, I kind of I'm kind of one where um, you know I need just a little bit of a break after the season just to recuperate, and then you know I'm back at it uh, in the summer usually like June. June-ish. Um, so this is kind of um, not necessarily uh, unusual for me. This is uh, this is off-season time anyway, is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. As long as you're not doing that crazy Lonzo Ball fake workout thing that everybody seems to be circulating <laughs> around right now where he's just throwing those weights over his head for no reason. Uh, absolutely oh insane. <laughs> Yeah, look it up. Everybody's trying to count the reps he's doing, and it just looks absolutely ridiculous. And every comment underneath is, this is why you have personal trainers. This is why you have people telling you how to work out. Because <laughs> it looks absolutely <laughs> dangerous. It's good for a yeah, laugh. Well, like <laughs> I'm wondering for yourself, with all the downtime going on, there's a lot of good Netflix and other shows going on. Have you caught any of the, uh, the hype ones that have been out lately? kind of a trend with Outer Banks and All American and I've um I've gotten into those already. Um yeah, they were bad. Um 
I'm, I'm actually more, I'm a huge uh, superhero fan. Okay. So, um, you know, we just got done watching all the, the Marvel movies. You know how there's like 20... 22. 22, yeah. So, you know, in this specific order. So we watched for 22 days straight um, every single movie. That uh, is order. awesome. So we just got done with that. <laughs> um yeah, but no, Outer Banks, I thought was not too bad, and then the Marvel movies are what we've been um, crushing, so. No Tiger King in there? <laughs> no Tiger King, surprisingly. You know, my, my fam watched one episode, and, and then that was it. <laughs> I would say if you are looking for a complete and utter train wreck and something to take your mind off of everything... It is, uh, it is one of those shows that will do so and leave you just wondering if it's actually a real life. But, you know, going through the Marvel movies is, is probably a whole lot better than taking the time on Tiger King. But um, for, for you, going through the uh, the Marvel Universe and all the, the movies, what is your favorite one out of them all? Oh, man. Yeah, there's so many great movies. Um, I'm kind of a, a nerd when it comes to superheroes. I actually wear uh, superhero socks like no other um, in my uh, hockey skates. Um, gosh, um, you know, like the, the finale of Marvel, obviously, is phenomenal. Yeah, that movie's um, amazing. Yeah, it's great. But I, I really enjoyed um, the last Thor movie. Um, I thought it was awesome. It was hilarious. What, Ragnarok? Um, yeah, Ragnarok. I thought that one was a really good one. I don't know why. I, I, I really enjoyed that one <laughs> a lot. I think because it deviated from all the darkness. It was it was more more light and more funny. Yeah. No, yeah. No, I think that's, like, exactly. It was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it definitely was. Especially Hulk during that movie. I really liked the, the interaction between Thor and Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, they're finding out. Oh, yeah. I, I'm wondering for you, obviously, with everything going on, um, you know, the NHL is on pause right now. Um, I'm wondering for you with sports in general, do you think anything will be coming back in the summer, and do you think it's a good idea, or should everything just uh, basically wipe the slate clean and go back to certain in the fall? Gosh, um, I'm actually not sure about that. Um, I mean, if it does come back in the summer, as long as you know, everyone's and um, you know, no, uh, no issues around that area there with spreading the virus and whatnot. Um, then I'm totally for that. Um, but I guess I guess I trust uh, the, the officials here on whether or not you know the league the league should go on. And obviously, it would be great to finish up the season. Um, but also, you know, I guess, what, May, May, May 8th? Um, I mean, I don't know exactly what, you know, continuing the season would really do. You know, play, you know, this is the NHL, like, <laughs> yeah. have playoffs so in August. It would just be so weird. <laughs> oh, the, so. the heat of summer and watching all your playoff games from a patio be absolutely weird. I mean, for yourself, where you're a Red Wings fan, I guess you would be happy, though, 
with the way the draft would shake out in that situation where basically Alexis Lafreniere would be going to uh, to that team, uh, another highly skilled forward. Still there? Yep, still there. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> uh, sorry, what were you saying? I was just saying about uh, Detroit basically getting the uh, almost guaranteed first overall pick where you're kind of a Detroit fan. That'd be great to see Alexis Lafreniere in the lineup. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I watched a little bit of his highlights. He's, he's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it's we it, it's crazy how how far you know younger ones have come throughout the years. You know, you look back and some of the things that the guys did back in the day. Now you look now and just the speed in the hands. It's like absolutely insane, and that goes for the men's and the women's side. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I think that kind of shows a little bit there how Now, Tori, i got to ask uh, one last question of you. Um, to get back on the ice with the Boston Pride, what does Tori Sullivan need for things to be okay and you to feel comfortable getting back onto the ice and playing in the NWHL for next year with the COVID situation? Um, man, I'm just, I'm just hoping that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that I can just see my teammates. You know, I think, I think right now, uh, with, with Boston, um, I think they're, I think they're going down, um, in cases now, I believe. I think I saw that. Um, but honestly, um, you know, obviously we, we love the fans in Boston, um, but, you know, I've heard kind of some rumors of, you know, people, you know, um, not just with, not with, like, Ben WHL, but with, you know, other, other sports seasons uh, uh, teams that, you know, they'll limit, obviously, the, the amount of people that, that go in um, to the games or they limit the amount of games that are played. Um, but, you know, as long as everyone's safe and healthy and, you know, if we get to play, that's great. Um, if we get to play a ton of fans, that's even better because Boston's amazing. But, you know, I think as long as, you know, it doesn't, doesn't necessarily, obviously it's nice to play, but it doesn't necessarily, you know, help over anything, I guess, is my kind of take on it. No, it's that the best thing to do is health over everything. I mean, sport is great and it gives us an escape from, from things, especially as fans and in watching, but... You know, if everybody can't be safe and healthy, then there's no need to put it on the ice. And and that's just uh, the way that it should be. Um, for us over here, I really want to thank you for, for swinging by and talking about the Boston uh, Pride and your career and everything going on. And I look forward to chirping you a little bit when Toronto and uh, Boston play in the NWHL this season. Whatever Toronto decides to name their name, um, it'll be a great time. We'll battle back and forth a little bit, I'm sure. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, thanks for having me. That's great. <laughs> Not a worry at all. Well, Tori, thank you so much again, and have yourself a great day. Thank you, too. Bye. So as you heard, ladies and gentlemen, that is Tori Sullivan of the Boston Pride. Be sure to get out and check out the NWHL this fall. When it does return, support your local team or fall in love with a new one. All right, guys, that is Offside Hockey Talk for today. Mm-hmm.